Welcome to the JPDS podcast, where professionals and scholars share insights on the ethical, social, cultural, and historical context of communication and media with the goal of equipping you to maximize media and emerging trends for your personal and corporate brands. Welcome to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of GPDS Podcast. My name is Ifanye Chukundi. I run a media agency where we provide digital communication strategies for individuals and organizations that help them gain visibility online and attract more customers. Today on this podcast, I want to share with you how to leave strong digital footprint for your personal and corporate brand. You see, in today's world where many people that want to do business with you, they want to hire you, contact you for your services, do online checks on you. The smart thing to do is to make sure you don't leave your digital footprint to chance. By the way, digital footprint is just where your name or your organization's name are found on the internet. It could be as simple as social media, a chat forum like Naraland in Nigeria, or a blog, or can be as big as even a newspaper site. So you don't want it to be that when somebody searches for you on the internet, what they find is not what you want them to see. For that reason, I want to share with you in this podcast how to leave a strong digital footprint. That is the kind of footprint that gets you the results you want from a prospective client. Now, whether you are starting out or have reached the height of your career, that perhaps you're a mid-level manager or even a bigger boss in a corporate world or even in academics like a professor, the reality is that when you want to enter partnership with who they do background checks on you beyond the recommendation beyond the referrals that you got i remember one time i was recommended for a project and the, some of the people who were supposed to fund that project had to go and do a check on my business and then that was when i was called upon to make some clarification and all of that about my business so the people don't just depend on referrals or because you have fine face or good voice to actually hire you they want to see what's up with you who is this person they want to get as much information they can about you of course many times they can't go to your village to ask your village people they can't see your classmates to ask them sometimes they can contact your professor or your colleagues but in many cases they don't they can't or even before they get to that stage they want to first have an idea who they are dealing with and that's why they do background check on you so it's important to don't leave what they are going to find about you to chance my goal is not to teach you how to be crooked in the sense that you start giving impression that you are who you are not. My goal is very simple. I want to help you understand how to actually tell the world who you are so they know you for who you are. The other side of the discussion is that you may be many things to many people, but just ask yourself, what's the dominant image you want to put out about yourself? The case the point is that I'm a Sunday school teacher in my church, but it's not something I'm known for. If you search for me around on the internet, you can't find the trace of the father I'm a secondary school teacher. So what I want to do for you is, what do you want to leave about yourself on the internet? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be seen as? Once you define that, the goal of this podcast is to show you how to create a footprint that helps you get discovered for who you are, especially in a manner that makes prospective customers, partners, and collaborators want to do work with you. Now, there are seven ways you can leave digital footprints of yourself on the internet. I'm going to just take them one by one and discuss. Again, please, I need you to pay attention towards the end i can give you an opportunity to ask me a question send me an email or contact me so we can talk about this info in case you are confused about any of the points or you want more information now let's get into the ways to leave strong digital footprints 
one of those ways is social media now social media is not a playground for gen z people it's actually for everyone it's a sneak peek into your personality and thoughts one of the things it does for you is that it helps you get to know you better not just for your expertise but the kind of person you are on my profile i don't write mr ifani okay married man no you may not find it on linkedin you may not even find a picture of my wife or my child on linkedin as an example but if you check me out on social media perhaps you'll find it so one of the things social media does for you is that it's a channel where you get to tell people more about yourself especially things they won't find in professional platforms most professors have their profile on their university website on your university website they don't give you a chance to actually put your wife's picture put pictures of your holidays and some of those experiences so people don't know you beyond your academic publication what social media does for you is that it gives people a chance to meet you beyond your academic writing beyond your professional output beyond your expertise now why bother about letting people know this it humanizes you it helps people know that you're a human being you're a normal person sometimes a single post on social media like that can build a connection with a potential partner or reveal a path of you that clears some doubts they have about perhaps people from your country, let's say Nigeria, or people from your expertise. Sometimes you may be sharing things on social media that just help them understand that, oh, beyond this thing we know about Mr. Dingoke as an example, ah, he's also like this. So someone who has this kind of experience or background is just suitable for what we want. So that's why you don't leave social media for Gen Z. It's actually your opportunity to actually let the world into your thoughts. Do you understand that? Now, I understand for a lot of people, their problem with social media is that they don't want to say so much about themselves. They are afraid they may just go and say something that is going to affect them. That's why I will advise you like this. You don't have to say everything that comes to your mind. Forget the fact that they will ask you what's in your mind. I don't tell you everything that's on my mind. There are things on my mind that is just for my family. There are things on my mind that should remain on my mind and never go out. So you don't have to go on Facebook and tell all your life stories. And I saw a joke recently. Somebody came and said, okay, in the 70s, I had an accident that broke my leg. He said, why am I telling you this? Because in the 70s, there was no social media. And since everybody's saying this, I'm telling you my own. That is not what social media is about. You don't have to share everything. You have to be deliberate and intentional about what you share. The idea is to let people into your personality, into your life, and then help them better relate with you. That's the idea. Now, sometimes you may not have all the time. You're a very busy professional. So how do you post maybe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at the same time? You could use a tool. There are tools like Planable. That you can just Google Planable. It's a software you can sit down on one day and schedule all your posts for different social media handles. And on each of those days, they come out. Do you understand that? Meta Suite also helps you. Meta Suite, of course, Facebook Suite. It helps you schedule posts again for Instagram and Facebook. So you can sit down on one day and write all your content you want to share for a week and put all of them together with a calendar. That app helps you share those contents. So that's how you can manage it if you are very busy. Alternatively, you can hire a social media manager. The idea about the social media manager is that it helps you develop a strategy and a plan for your content. You understand that? So this also helps you develop a plan and a strategy and then create the content or maybe by interaction with you or create the content knowing the kind of person you are and then just observe your life, observe your expertise and create relevant content that can connect to your audience. You understand that? Now, that is how you can go about social media in a very simple and easy way if you are too busy. Now, the next point is that you should start a blog. Now, for a lot of people, they think blogging is for writers or people who are gossipers. These are two extremes about what a blog is, but none of these extremes are accurate. 
the truth of the matter is that blogging is just a platform to write journals about your thoughts your opinion your stories your ideas and stuff like that so a blog is not necessary for writers a blog is for anybody who desires to journal think about this do you keep journals because you're a writer no you keep journals because you want to keep tab of your thought you want to document them and have access to them in the future so start a blog but this time around you may not be talking about your person you may not be journaling alone on this blog, you demonstrate your expertise. Like I say, we're talking about living a digital footprint that helps you get a business, get to help you get partnership. We write on topical issues. For example, you're a professor of economics. Help us understand how we can navigate inflation in Nigeria, for example. An average Nigerian does not understand why the Naira notes has to be changed. Why does it have to be changed? What impact does it have? Write on these things and put it out on your blog. The idea is this. You first educate us, we learn, we bless God, we thank you for teaching us, we get to know you more, we get to trust you. Those who read you at least know you that you're an economist, you understand what you are doing. They can relate with you. When they are looking for economists in Nigeria, person is likely to get in touch with you. The other side of the story is that when you want partnership, when we are looking for people in your category, your blog, if it's optimized properly, exposes you to people who may not even know your name in the first place. And when they see the body of work we have done in that area, it can help them understand that, oh, this person understands this, has this expertise. It's more like putting out your CV on a daily basis. The right thing you can do on your blog is to tell your story. You're a professional, perhaps a HR professional. Talk about the experience you have in the course of your job. That's what you do on your blog. So talk about how you're able to solve a particular problem, how you're able to navigate a difficult situation. Now, what this does for you is that you first educate other HR professionals. The other side to it about your partnership is that when somebody is considering partnering with you in the sense of even hiring you, consulting you, or engaging your service in any way, they see a body of story, a collection of your story and experience that demonstrate the fact that you are not just a HR professional because you have an MBA, you are a HR professional who understands how to apply the MBA knowledge in real terms. Do you understand that? So that's what a blog does for you. Now somebody say, ah, I'm not a writing type. I understand. A lot of bloggers are not the writing type. So do you know what they do? Voice their thoughts into a recorder, simple as your phone recorder, and share it with a professional transcriber who transcribes that thoughts and puts subtitles to them and share back to him. And then he posts on the blog. So that's what you can consider doing. The other thing that you feel you're not Wolo Shoyinka, you don't have to be Wolo Shoyinka or Chino Achibe to be able to write. What you just need to do is that, do you know how to put your thought together and tell another person? The same way you call your friend and say, Chiju, let me explain to you what to do when you want to hire a student who has a high academic qualification but poor on skill, poor in skill. You see, the first thing you consider is this, you know, that's how you talk normally, right? Now, that's exactly how you write too. Just sit down, bring your pen, I mean, open your computer, your phone, assume you are typing to a friend. Talk to that person like that. Once you are done making your point, you have a blog post. Share it. It's good enough. It's good enough. So you don't have to be a Bolochenga or Chinajiko to write. You just have to know how to talk. And if you can tell stories, the same way you tell engaging stories to your classmates, to your colleagues at work, say, guys, I have something to tell you today. Write just like that and it will be good enough for your blog. You don't have to write like... Uh, those uh, award-winning novelists. He's not, he, I mean, you're not Harry Potter for God's sake. You're not hoping to win any award. You just want to make your points. Do you understand that? So, the kind of content you can put on your blog include your brand stories, stories, experiences with your business. Perhaps you can, can share case studies with clients. A client met you and say they have um, a 
problem with their accounting in their business and this is how their accounting is messed up and they got you who is an account, account professional and then this is how you're able to solve the problem you suggested this they did this and that and then their problem is over and this is a testimony from their ceo if you write this put it on your blog what you are doing is that you are letting prospective customers and people that want to partner with you in future into your life and the idea is that they get to know okay so this is what you really do for a living they also see how much you do it and in that single post you also tell them this is what a ceo of an organization that have got a result for has to say about us it helps you with your credibility like i said earlier do you understand that JPDS podcast continues after this short timeout. Please stay tuned. of the University of Nigeria and Suka Mass Communication Department, we call ourselves Jacksonites. Years after graduation, we have not lost touch with our roots. We give back. We lend our shoulders for current students to stand on and get ahead. We donate resources and facilitate seminar sessions. Our flagship initiative, the Jacksonite Professional Development Series, JPDS, has become robust and sustainable through the efforts of Chinedumba, the steering committee chair, and her formidable working group. Since July 2021, when our first quarterly seminar debuted to date, we have continued to grow our channels for enriching our target audience with the launch of three brands, namely Knowledge Hub, Media Hub Conversations, and JPDS Podcasts. So far, we have had nine seminars with 15 facilitators and over 1,000 participants. The good news is that if you missed any of them, you can access them and other resources such as Media Hub Conversations, podcast and blogs with a click of a button. To access all our resources, visit jacksonitespds.com to get notifications on our latest blogs, podcasts, events and resources. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn at jacksonitespds. Share your feedback by emailing hello at jacksonitespds.com. just have these things writing now but you can at least talk right so start a podcast yes in the past people think they need complex technical skills to be able to do podcasts that's not the case again this time around believe me you can start your own podcast even if you have very minimal technical skill the reason is because apps like anchor fm has made it easy and possible for you to just Turn on your phone and start talking into an app. It helps you with background music, fading in, fading out, and all of those. All you need is an outline, and then you start talking. Do you understand that? So, with that, you can just start your podcast. Like I said, if you are not the writing type, you can talk. Just assume you are talking to a friend. Think about the long voice note you send to a friend to explain a point to that friend. Think about the long voice note you send to your mom to tell your mom the story of your life. That is what you also do when you are podcasting, just in that same manner. 
The difference is that why you can tell your mother some fine personal details, you can say some of those details to the world. So think about the details you want to divulge. Please be careful that when you're telling a brand story, writing a case study, you don't share what a customer does not want to share and get into confidentiality breach trouble. You don't want to do that, right? So please podcast. Like I said, get an app like Anchor FM. By the way, I'm not saying your technical skill is not good. If you know how to edit audio with something like Audacity, which is a free software, there's a nice scene on the kick. If you're too busy to even do the editing, all you need to do is turn on your phone recording app, record it, send it to an audio producer who edits it, add your intro, exit, put your background music, and share back to you. You can publish it on your own personal website or again on a podcasting platform like Spotify or Anchor FM. Do you understand that? So that makes the whole podcasting thing easy. You don't have to have an expensive microphone. If you can afford it, it makes your sound better. But the same voice you used to speak to your friends and they hear you do voice notes and they hear you join Zoom meeting and they hear you clearly. That voice is good enough and that microphone is equally good enough. Do you understand that? Now the next point is that you should contribute to media. Media is a platform where everybody access information and it's good you are not found wanting in such platforms. You should give your voice to issues, situations and events. So, when a journalist invites you to be a guest on their program based on your expertise, don't shy away from it. Unless you are banned from doing that in your company, please don't shy away from it. Go give your own input. Give your suggestion. Everybody doesn't have to agree with you again. It's your opinion. That's what they're asking for. That's why sometimes they, when they want to end their program, they say, please remember that the views and opinions shared by guests and callers on these programs are theirs and does not represent our station. That is why. So, if they ask for your opinion, please go ahead and give them your opinion. You know why? When they want to share your opinion, they don't just share your opinion, they share your opinion in association with your name and your profession. So imagine that every day you tune into a major TV channel in this country and then you find that every time they want to talk about media, web visibility, media production and all of that, they always say, Mr. Ifan okay, who is a media expert, gave this input on this. Think about the fact that you hear this twice in a week for one year. My name will become a household name, one. Number two, even if you see me show up in your business and I want to do business with you, you are recognize this name. You are not in doubt. You see, one of the things with professional services is that one of the first hurdles you have to cross is to prove to your prospective customer you know what you are doing. One of the things a strong digital footprint does for you is that it clears that doubt. If you're invited on a TV show, please go ahead. Honor it. One time in my city, in my state, a radio station that was covering about two or three states in Nigeria, I was a guest for three straight weeks discussing digital marketing, digital communication, media strategy, and stuff like that. I got so much visibility, I was impressed. It was not about visibility, it's a win win. You teach people, you educate people, and then you get known. Apart from TV, radio, please contribute articles to newspapers, contribute articles to blogs and calling into radio and TV shows and give your own opinion. You say your name, say what you do, and then give your opinion. It helps you to educate people, and the ripple effect is that you get visibility in the process. Do you understand that? Now, the next point is that you should get profiled. Probing profiled, gone are the days when... Okay, the next point is that you should get profiled. Gone are the days when you have to sit, and then the world will come to look for your story. No, there are a lot of stories to tell. Sometimes you have to go out there and tell your story. Sometimes you have to go out there and let people know that this is what you are doing so they can tell your story. And that is why I'm encouraging you. Please, get profile. Cultivate a relationship with journalists that helps your story get told, your brand story as a personality, and your corporate story as a business. Don't just leave everything to chance. If you can start with blogs, you can start with online media, you can go to traditional media, you can get to 
newspapers, radios, and TVs. But don't leave things to chance. Again, of course, once you want to do this, you have to come up with a strategy about it. It's not just about being profiled. They have to be profiled in a way that really shows clearly what you are doing in a way that attracts prospective partnership, customers, and all of that. Do you understand that? Now, the next point is that you should write a book. Now, writing a book, a lot of people assume is for university professors, but that's not the case. It's for everyone who has a story to tell, an idea worth sharing, or a unique perspective to an issue. So, if that is the case with you, please, by all means, write a book. Now, for some persons, they think, ah, I cannot write a book, oh, that I don't even have much to say. It's just going to come to about 60 pages, about 100 pages or so. What makes a book is not the volume. What makes a book is the quality of content shared in that book. And I'm telling you a matter of fact that if you have something useful to say, you should not shy away from sharing it because you think it's not voluminous enough. The reason is because it's a solution that I can get from your book that matters, not how long it took me to read the book. Do you understand that? So right, it's about impact, not about the volume. And again, if you think cost is a concern for you, please consider digital publishing. Traditional publishing may be very expensive, so consider digital publishing. It makes a lot of sense. You Sometimes you can even write a short book and put it out there for free. The idea is that let people know the solution you can provide for them, serve them for free. I mean, look, think about an aboki that is selling suya on the streets. If you don't know whether his suya is good, he uses his knife and slices a small piece of suya and gives it to taste. Once you taste that suya, and listen, he usually dips it in kulikuli to make sure you can feel it. I, I've had this experience going from Enugu to Kano. Oh, stop over in Abuja. Oh, God. Once you taste it, you are gone. Not gone, I mean, he has gotten new. So, the same thing applies when you're a professional. Allow people to have a taste of what your business can offer. And one way to do this is write content and put it out there and perhaps give it for free for the first time. The idea is that once you have a book to your name, one of the things it does to you is it gives you credibility that helps people feel safer and more comfortable partnering with you. Do you understand that? Like I said, you don't have to publish and print. You can just do digital publishing. The other thing is that if you are too busy to write or you think writing is not your thing, please just write the way you talk and that is fine. If you are too busy to even write the way you talk, you can just talk into a, a voice recorder, share with a transcriber who transcribes, and put your book together. One of the books I have written was, I didn't intend to write the book, I just wanted to teach things to young ladies, and then I ended up sharing a voice note to someone who does transcription. The person transcribed, sends my stuff back to me, and I have about 60-something page, small-sized book. That's how it works. So you can explore that option, but by all means, you have to write. Now, the final point I want to make about getting visibility is to get a website. When you search your name on Google now, you may find something, you may find your social media handle, search your business name, you may find your social media handle, find one news report about you, find stuff like that. But many times they are unorganized. Now, the first 10 items that come up when your name is searched or searching news may not even be the most important, they may not be the best things about you. It's just what Google decide to show up and what they show up many times does not necessarily reflect what is the correct thing or the most important information. It's usually the most optimized website that they show up. What a website does for you is that it helps you take control of your visibility. It's not likely that a website bearing your name or company name will not be on the first 10 pages, if not the first item when searched on search engine. If you hire a good web designer who actually designed your website well, and does on-page optimization for your website, what it does is that once your name is searched on Google, it's going to come out tops. Do you understand that? So this is what the website does for you. It helps you. Every information I've put together, I've talked about, you put everything together in one place so they can find you. 
if you are a professor for example i shouldn't be looking for your papers your most important papers your intervention in a crisis situation in your country your partnership with government and all of that what the website does for you is that it shows me your profile shows me your cv shows me pictures from your events your interventions and things like that you've done even a session of it can even be where you humanize yourself putting picture about your family your event your community participation and stuff like that it gives you a lot of latitude to express yourself to the fullest show who you are control your story it's just like giving somebody the book of your life as they open this book so as they click on different sessions of your website they get to every part of your book and even a means of contacting you do you understand that the same thing applies for a business that's for a corporate brand having a website is no longer luxury it's not for the big boys it's no longer optional these days it's actually a sine qua non for a control visibility for your personal or corporate brand that is a matter of fact so when you get a website that is properly optimized whenever people search your name your company name you come up in some cases even without searching your name they just start people who are in the area of life you operate maybe i gave example of economics before if you're an economist, a business development analyst, or a web designer, once they search for pairs web designers in Toronto, web designers in Enugu, web designers in England, you're likely to pop up when they search for things like that, especially if your website is optimized for that keyword. So with that, even if we don't know your name, but want your services, want your expertise, want your professionalism, get to know you and they partner with you. Do you understand that? Now, I want to recap what I've said so far as I round off. So points I've made, number one is that you should have control over your visibility online and the way to do it is to go online and create strong digital footprints. The first step is to have social media accounts on major social media platforms and, and regularly update content there. Start a blog where you share your story, ideas and, and viewpoint. Then if you can blog, just start podcasting. You don't, have need, you don't need technical skills to do that. You just need to be able to open your mouth and talk and then hire a technical person to do the editing and packaging for you. And don't shy away from contributing to the media in the form of columns and being a guest on radio and TV. And then get yourself profiled on media. Traditional media, new media, whether blog, newspaper, TV or radio, even a podcast. And then go ahead to write a book. Um, you don't have to have all the expertise to write a book. And then finally, get yourself a website. These days, getting a website is not such a complex thing. Um, if I design a website for you, I optimize your website for the keywords you want. I help you show you how to even manage it. We don't want to incur cost managing your website. And then even if you have to hire someone to do it, the cost is very small compared to the amount of value you get from these services. I hope you get the point of me. So please go ahead. Go on creating digital footprints and the assignment I have to give you before you even get started is what do you want to be known for? Write it down first. So every content you create, every footprint you put on the internet, should be pointing people to that person you are should show people who you are what you do what you can do and how you can be of service to them i think that is how to create strong digital footprint for your brand once again my name is ifani chuku okay i'm a digital communication strategist i run a media agency called frati media where i provide digital communication strategies and services for corporates and personal brands now, if you have a question based on any of these points I explained or need further clarification from me, I'll be glad to help. You can get in touch with me by mail through ifanydmoke at gmail.com or across social media, you can find me at ijdmoke. If you found this podcast helpful, you can access more on our website at jacksonitespds.com forward slash podcast. 
To get notifications on our latest podcasts, events, and resources, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Jacksonites PDS. Share your feedback by mailing hello at jacksonitespds.com.